Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to SEC Football and Beyond on this Monday, June 29th, as we're going to get you caught up on the week that was inside the SEC. Take a look at Missouri and South Carolina, and um, also uh, kind of get you up to date on the latest around the world of college football from a national level. But reminder that we have a new podcast for you, for your SEC fans. SEC Gumbo for your college football fans. SEC fans or not, you got to watch. You got to watch and listen to Blake Rafino. SEC Gumbo. Uh, he is doing the show live on Twitch. Um, Twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football is the Twitch channel. Go there. Check it out. Live on Tuesdays and Thursdays, breaking down the SEC, talking all things SEC from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Time. So check that out. You can also, if you're not around at that time, you can listen to the podcast by signing up for Landry Football's conference call. Make sure that you do that. Sign up at LandryFootball.com. And again, sign up for Landry Football's conference call. Um, to make sure that it goes right to your phone. Sign up for iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. You can get it at LandryFootball.com, and you can see where you can go ahead and sign up to make sure that you download it to your phone. So we appreciate you uh, giving Blake a watch and a listen. I think it's going to be absolutely great and a lot of fun every Tuesday and Thursday. We're going to be transitioning to just the national show here. Um, and uh, we'll be doing that on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but we're going to kind of transition these conference shows and may do it for uh, another week or so. We'll kind of see how it works out. We're trying to get the others lined up. But also a reminder about uh, uh, LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the scouting season offer today. Um, You know, you can get detailed roster breakdowns, film room analysis, news and notes, um, recruiting boards, draft boards, you name it, we got it all for you. So check it out 
today and make sure that you take advantage of the scouting season offer. Uh, it's the best offer that we have. Also, and most importantly, we want to tell you about our great friends at 401k Generation. They are the experts in financial planning, and they can help you um, get you on track to meeting your financial goals. We appreciate them being a part of this family. Uh, we appreciate you uh, patronizing them. Uh, it is uh, really, really important uh, for the success of this program. And what's great about partnering with them is that aligning yourself with someone that you trust, that you know has done a good job, a proven job, to help secure people's financial stability and protect their financial situation, improve their financial situation uh, all around the country, licensed in all 50 states, 401Ks, IRAs, whatever your needs are, they can help you with it. Give them a call today, 1-866-998-5879. Call Eddie Rojas and his folks at 401K Generation for all the latest information. Um, again, license in all 50 states, no obligation phone call, but a great way to make sure that you are on track to meeting your financial goals. Well, it was an interesting weekend. Not a lot of big news around. I've got a um, for the LSU transfer, Eric Monroe, is transferring to the defensive back transferring to Notre Dame. We've got some news and notes in our notebooks uh, that we think you'll like. We'll talk a little bit about um, the latest from Iowa in their offensive line, a very underrated player on Notre Dame's linebacking core, uh, who may be the top wide receiver for Penn State, uh, very underrated defensive back for Clemson, uh, Mississippi State getting a verbal commitment from Theodore Knox over the weekend, a real big-time burner, big-time get for them. So you want to check out the latest there. Also, um, some news around Kansas State. They're threatening to boycott, boycott due to a situation uh, in their organization um, or in um, someone on their campus. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, we've got a uh, former Kentucky punter that's transferring to Missouri. We'll get into that. Um, and then we've got uh, an Oklahoma redshirt sophomore, Jaqueline Crawford, transferring to uh, Arkansas. So some other information, uh, um, what's going on. Updated Clemson and their positive tests. So check it out all in our college football notebook daily at LandryFootball.com. Um, so news and notes around the weekend. Um, Mississippi State, I think, would lead the top with – their commitment of four-star wide receiver Theodore Knox is a big-time burner. He's a 4-4 kid that can really run. Um, Alabama, Texas, Tennessee, Louisville, a lot of schools wanted the 5'10", 170-pounder. Uh, Plays at the Woodlands High School in Texas. A really good-looking player, good get for them. Missouri getting uh, Grant McGinnis, and they've certainly got some um, things they've got to work out in their special team. McGinnis was used mostly as a holder and kickoff specialist for Kentucky. He'll get a chance to win the starting job at Mizzou. 
And Jaqueline Crawford, uh, Oklahoma redshirt sophomore wide receiver, the four-star recruit in the 18 class, and he picks the Sooners over a host of big-game schools. Um, good get for them. They need more of those type of guys as Sam Pittman in Fayetteville. He's going to compete for some playing time. We did mention that um, uh, Marcel Brooks, or we should mention that LSU sophomore linebacker Marcel Brooks has entered the transfer portal. The four-star signing by the Tigers in 19. He's 6'3", 200-pounder, can really run. Uh, three years of eligibility remaining. We'll see where he may end up. We did mention that Eric Monroe has transferred to Texas Tech. Um, some news on the recruiting front at Florida. Four-star verbal commitment, Clinton Burton, remains strong in his pledge to Florida. Um, also... Um, a reminder that B.J. Harris has received a verbal commitment. Uh, uh, Missouri's received a verbal commitment from three-star running back B.J. Harris. Over at Ole Miss, former Navy senior linebacker Jacob Springer has transferred to Ole Miss. Entered the transfer portal back in March. Uh, very productive player for the Midshipmen, played in 10 to 13 games. He was their leader in sacks and tackles for losses. Uh, he can play immediately and will be in a reserve role for them, play on special teams. Good get for them. Um, we talked about Mizzou. We'll talk about Mizzou in the preview. Uh, Anthony Watkins is uh, was a guy that um, decided to transfer, former three-star prospect, is transferred to Tulsa. We'll get into the running back situation at Mizzou and how that plays out. Uh, also, former Mississippi State redshirt senior quarterback Logan Burnett has transferred to Alabama as a backup. Was looking like he was headed to TCU in January, but he's heading indeed to Alabama. Um, Deshaun Sheffield, um, suspended Auburn redshirt freshman, has entered the transfer portal. Um, uh, of course, if you didn't hear, um, early last week or late last week, um, or in about a week ago. So uh, LSU getting the verbal from Garrett Dellinger. I think we touched on that on last week's show. Big get for LSU right in the Big Ten country to get the big offensive tackle. A reminder, lots more information over at LandryFootball.com that you can get a hold of and um, certainly check out as time permits us to hit on some of the key points. want to get into – Discussion a little bit of Mizzou program and the South Carolina program in their season breakdowns and previews. You know, one of the things that you do in coaching, and this happens a lot, and being involved in a lot of coaching searches, I get this, that schools and even NFL programs want to go the opposite. It's what's called the hiring the opposite strategy. When an offensive-minded coach fails, you'll hire a defensive guy. When you hire an outside guy, hire a, an alum. After you know, you you get a lot of that. Well, after 20 seasons with just two head coaches, Missouri's back into the coaching carousel world. Gary Pinkle and Barry Odom were more old-fashioned types of guys and had some success. Did Gary Pinkle? Um, it, it coincided with the SEC being down. Let's just be fair about it. Tennessee wasn't doing it right. Georgia really stubbed their toe. Florida was was just beyond stubbing their toe in some cases. And Missouri just snuck right in there and won it. 
can't happen, Mizzou fans, with all due respect, if Florida, Tennessee, and Georgia are doing things right. But you can go to bowl games. You can win maybe eight, nine games. Um, 2019 had some potential, had some expectations, thought a lot of people that they could win nine, maybe ten games. I didn't see that. I thought maybe eight was possible. Six was not what they needed. And how it happened was a problem. It was an offensive disaster. We'll get into the more on that in a second. But they hire the opposite. They hire Eli Drinkwich, not an alum of Mizzou, not a defensive guy. So he's an electric personality, different type of guy. Will it work? Don't know. It's different. We know that. Other thing that they're going to do a little bit differently is the recruiting strategy. Uh, in his five recruiting classes, Odom only went two for 22 in locking down homegrown Missouri high-star, four-star prospects. Right away, Drinkwich has made the home state a point of emphasis, uh, scattering his staff across every corner of the state. And, you know, we're, we're seeing a little bit of an improvement, quite frankly. I think we're seeing some things go a little bit better in the early stages of it. In fact, if you look at the early stages of recruiting by the middle of May, they've landed nine verbal commitments, uh, including five targets from the metro St. Louis area. So including Taj Butts and Mickey Wingo and uh, the end Trevian, uh, Trevian Ford, the high school tight end, Horse Camp, high school quarterback Tyler Macon. So, look, I think those are really important factors. There are some good players in Missouri. I think you can branch out into some of the Georgia-Arkansas, you know, tentacles of the SEC now, and they've got to be able to do that, go into Florida, do some different things. He's got roots in recruiting and in the conference. He has worked with Gus Melzon. He's coached at Arkansas State with Gus. He's coached at Auburn with Gus. He's coached at NC State. He's been the head coach at Appalachian State. So he's got some background in recruiting, and he certainly has – an evolutionary, uh, visionary approach to offense. So we'll see how that combines. From 2018 to 2019, um, you know, NC State really had a lot of decline. Um, This is another decline. He did a good job at NC State. He did a good job at uh, at, uh, Arkansas State. Last year at Missouri, this this was a really big problem. You look at the offense looked like it had some promise in the first half of the season. Kelly Bryant um, was doing some good things early. That was going to be the savior, or was that a disaster? Uh, when he got knocked out of the Troy game, it, it was it, the offense averaged six point three yards per play over the first six games. That's top twenty five level. Over the final six games, they fell to just four point one yards per play. That's 128 out of 130. Just became a disaster. Um, Sean Robinson comes in. Probably he's got the lead. He's a former four-star uh, recruit out of and uh, out of uh, TCU. Connor Brazilic, Taylor Power, Powell. I, I don't know. I mean, it, this offense obviously, like any offense, goes like the quarterback and. I don't think they have an answer right now. I mean, Robinson is the most talent. They've got to reload at the wide receiver position. Uh, Albert O's gone, selected uh, by the Broncos. I mean, DeMond Hazleton, the transfer from Virginia Tech, may be 
the guy that can best beat man-to-man coverage and a veteran to build around. Four-star Javian Hester is a newcomer, will contribute right away. Barrett Bannister showed some promise. Um, what do they like to do? That Eli likes to run the no-huddle, multiple personnel, shifts, motions, pro-style concept. I mean, he did a really good job in the places he's been there. He doesn't does he have the personnel to do it. That's more on that in a second. Defensively, um, Odom's first three defenses average just 77 in scoring defense, despite him being the defensive guru. It took Odom until the fourth year to finally crack the top 25. Star linebacker Cale Garrett was knocked out for the season. With Garrett, they allowed an average of 88 yards rushing per game, but in the seven games without him, uh, it was really bad. It was really regressed. So heading into the season, they lose Garrett plus four other starters, including star defensive tackle Jordan Elliott, who declared early for the draft. The only starters who have locked up their job for now are Nick Bolton, Tyler Gillespie, Joshua Bledsoe, and Kobe Whiteside. Bolton's first-team All-SEC honors. Uh, Whiteside led the team in sacks. Bledsoe and uh, Gillespie really have the safety spots under control. The corners are less decided. But Jarvis wears some starting experience while Adam Sparks is going to compete for a job. I do like the move of keeping Ryan Walters as the defensive coordinator. Um, he's inheriting one of the league's worst units. But he did, he's done a really nice job, and he's, I thought, gotten the most out of the team. So it's going to be similar style and not too much, not too many drastic changes. But the offense crumbled, and that's what they're going to be tasked with is to fixing that offense. But they – look, I, I'm one of the reasons why I'm breaking down Missouri and South Carolina, I think there's some parallels there. You got a new coach – well, whereas at South Carolina, you got a coach on the hot seat. But look, Missouri gets the nod over South Carolina in schedule. Missouri draws Mississippi State and Arkansas in the West. South Carolina's got A&M and LSU. That's a real advantage. You look at um, Eli's 37. Young, he's energetic. Again, he's got the Malzahn protege. I like, though, the eclectic view of offense. He does a lot of different things, which impress me. He modernizes it. He adjusts it depending on the personnel very, very well. But what do we know about him as a head coach? One year at Appalachian State, 13-1. I'm not going to give him full credit for 13-1. He did a nice job. But that was Scott Satterfield's program. So we don't know. What can he do? How well can he do it? It's going to be real interesting to see. Again, I think it's about the quarterback position, as it always is. We've got Larry Roundtree. got Tyler Batty, who I think could be a real factor for them. We'll see what they can do at receiver. Again, Hazleton may be the best guy. They've got to figure some things out there. Offensive line, um, their offensive line collapsed last year. They got 56 starts from the intended starting five, but Tristan Colin Castillo and Trevor Wallace Simmons didn't miss a game. They've got to get that group better. It's a big unit. Top eight returning starters average 6'6, 321. 
but they had a really bad year, and they were poorly coached. I hate saying it, they were. Bad technique, struggled big time. Defensive line, they averaged 42.5 sacks while winning the SEC East in 13 and 14. Tigers fell from 29.3 from 15 to 17, then 23 the past two seasons. I thought they boasted one of the sturdiest run defenses in the SEC, and while Jordan Elliott now headed to the NFL is a big part of that. But Colby Whiteside returns. It's a good player. They've got three ends that I think can play. Chris Turner, Trey Williams, and Hansford, uh, Jatorian Hansford. Got some experience they can work with. Um, Cleo Gout was maybe the best linebacker in the country through five games last year before the injury. Got to get some good breaks health-wise there. Uh, the back end of their defense, it led the country in allowing just 50.3% completion rate and ranking ninth in passer rating allowed. Just think what they could have done with a pass rush. Safety core should be dynamic, as I mentioned. Gillespie and Bledsoe are outstanding. We'll see what they can do. Um, top two nickels are gone. I think that uh, Stacy Brown looks like he can come in and help. Cornerback unit took a hit with AC <clears throat> and Holmes to transfer. Ware should be ready to fill in as the number one corner role. Number two is going to either go to Sparks or Sheeran. Um, new special teams coordinator Eric Linkle have one of the tougher jobs. Uh, longtime kicker is gone. Um, got to fix some things in the return game. Although Betty's got some experience, that might be an answer. They got to fix that. You know, I, they've got enough offense to do something, enough talent on, on offense to do a little bit something on that side of the ball. It's a really good system. I do think the system can attract some offensive talent, and I do think that w that's what Missouri's going to have to do. They're going to have to do it a little differently. And by with with Eli, they're going to have to be creative. They're going to have to be a good <clears throat> a skill position team. They're not right now. They don't have an SEC quarterback. And here's the thing. They want to run the football. Eli's offense is running the football, and he's got that from his Malzahn element. But it starts with the offensive line and the quarterback position. Build from there, got a shot. So I think it's, you know, still very difficult. I think they're certainly ahead of Vanderbilt, as everyone is, and certainly in the East. Um, I think they can compete with South Carolina. South Carolina may be a better team. In fact, I think they are. But South Carolina's record may not be as good as Missouri's because I think Missouri's schedule is easier, certainly in the league. So while Vanderbilt's seventh, I think that it's Mizzou in South Carolina fighting for that fifth and sixth spot. And we'll get into a little bit more, probably Kentucky and Tennessee for three, and then Georgia, Florida for one. It's kind of how I see it. Let's get into a little South Carolina, as that's a unique situation in and of itself. And it's got... Um, some interesting things that we've got to look at. And, 
you know, if you look at South Carolina's history, it's one in which I think a lot of younger folks look and say, man, look what Steve Spurrier did, and probably not realizing that that's not the norm. South Carolina has an all-time winning percentage of 5'10" which is good for 51st out of 66 Power 5 programs. Four full seasons in, Will Muschamp is 26 and 25. A percentage of 5'10". The same thing. He's done what every other coach has done at South Carolina. Lou Holtz had a little success. Steve Spurrier, a lot of success. But it puts into perspective how good a job Steve Spurrier did. Over a course of a decade, he had them consistently in the top 25. From 10 to 13, they peaked with a four-year record of 42-11, and 11, won all four against Clemson. It was before Clemson is as good as it is now, but they were 42-11 and 11 and 4-0 and against Clemson. Wow. I, I think that Will did a good job fixing the program after the 2015 meltdown winning 15 games his first two seasons despite the mess he inherited. But at the same time, 11 total wins and 18 and 19 programs regressing. And a lot of coaching changes, a lot of missteps there have been a real problem. When you look at some of the issues they had last year, it starts with the opener. They had an 11-point lead to North Carolina. Allowed a 95-yard scoring drive and a 98-yard, excuse me, 95-yard drive and a 98-yard drive in the closing minutes. And Sam Howell's an outstanding quarterback. He's a freshman quarterback, and he did that to him. They were blown up by 20-plus points by a collection of mediocre teams, Missouri, Tennessee, A&M. Then as the final act, they lost to a Sunbelt team in Williams-Brice, you know, I, you know, how they were able to pull it off against Georgia, I can tell you in the film room, but how they were able to pull off that game plan was really impressive because it didn't show signs that they had that all year long. Another year, another coordinator change. With the addition of Mike Bobo, Muschamp has now gone full circle in his offensive strategy. Muschamp was trying to bring a safe, efficient offense to benefit a strong defense. That's been his, his MO. He's done that everywhere he's been. Every year as a head coach, Florida, South Carolina, slow as possible tempo, tempo, cut down the total number of plays and possessions. I mean, when when South Carolina scores 20-plus points, they're 55-18 and 18 under Muschamp. What's crazy is that 20-plus points nowadays is such a low bar for a 75% win rate. I mean, the average FBS team scores 30 points a game. In 18, they modernized the offense with tempo, more passing, and more vertical shots. The result was the program's best statistical offense in years. Muschamp is now kind of completing the cycle. You know, Bobo takes over the offense. I mean, he, that's exactly what he runs. So it tells me this is what Will's going to do. Let's go back to doing that and running Controlled Temple offense. How's that going to work? Paul Jackson's been brought in from Ole Miss to kind of run the strength program. Ryan Hilliski won the job at quarterback. 
based on his throwing ability, play action, under center, what he did in high school, which is unusual, what he's going to be doing in college, it appears. Luke Doty's the other guy. Got receiver Shai Smith and Ortrey Smith were both injured at times last year, but both returned this year. They're going to need to step up with Josh Van. Brian Edwards is gone, and what a special player he is. Daquan Joyner made the switch over from quarterback, has the athleticism to help. Big time. The running back stable is completely gone as 19 leaders. Feaster and Dowdell and Denson have all graduated. Marshawn Lloyd is the guy to look out. He's a top 50 recruit who enrolled early. 5'9", <coughs> 5'9". Uh, Jaquandre Wright, he's a transfer from Florida State by JUCO ranks. Kevin Harris is a bruiser. That's what they're looking at there. Defensively, they got to break into the top 40. They can't be middle of the pack. They do return 72% of their defensive production, which is good for fifth in the SEC. They're moving forward without Javon Kinlaw, who is a beast. And he changed things, man. He changed it big time. 2018 defensive struggles can be attributed to injuries. However, the 2019, no excuse there. Jamie Robinson, Mukamu, Roderick, J.C. Horn all finished in the top seven in tackles. Defensive line's also a strength, even without Kenlaw. Pickens will start a defensive tackle. Aaron Sterling adds power at end. Jordan Birch will see how much the five-star can come in as a true freshman and do anything. In the middle, the linebacker unit struggled in 18, but made noticeable improvements with T.J. Brunson and D.J. Wanham both left, but Ernest Jones is the team leader. Gerard Green is getting better. So I don't know. We talked about it in the Missouri discussion. They got A&M. They got Clemson. You know, you look at them. Last year, you know, they had Alabama. They had Georgia. They had, of course, they got Georgia. It's in conference. Still got a and had Clemson. So you had A&M, they had Clemson, they had Alabama, Georgia. I, I mean, <laughs> Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, probably three of the four best teams in the country. And you got A&M. Well, you lose, uh, you got, South Carolina's got Clemson every year. They got Georgia every year. Now, they cycle off Alabama, which is good. But you go to LSU, is it really much of a difference there? So you're looking at them with, Okay, Coastal Carolina and East Carolina and Missouri. Okay, got to go to Kentucky and win. Anybody want to guarantee that? Go to Florida and win, not going to happen. Tennessee's a question mark. A&M's a question mark. Vanderbilt's a win. Georgia's a loss. LSU's a loss. Walford's a win. Clemson's a loss. You start the season at best. At best, with four losses. You don't care who you are. If Spurry was back in his prime, you're not getting by with anything less than four losses. And that means you got to go to Kentucky, to 
uh, Tennessee at home, A&M at home. I mean, you got Coastal Carolina, East Carolina, Missouri, Vanderbilt, and Walford. Okay, those are five wins. You've got to win three more games to win eight games. You've got to win at Kentucky. You've got to win against Tennessee and A&M at home. Four from Givens to win eight. So you're probably looking at seven or six wins. Are you going to get a coronavirus mulligan? Maybe. It's still a tough job. I think the expectations are high, maybe a little bit out of whack to some degree. They're high. They're a great support fan base. But the defense the last four years have been really bad, and that's Will's baby. And, and offensively, they can't run the football, and I can't figure that out. It's really frustrating because that's something that I thought would be a staple under Will. They're searching for an identity. And at this stage, if you're say searching this far, you're not doing it right. And, and Kinlaw, and again, they've got good defensive tackles. Kinlaw brought it to where you had to change your scheme against him. They're different without him. He's one of the best players in the country, and he could make you change how you play offensively. No one else can fill a guy like that. It's still Will's defense schematically. It's still what you know what he learned from Saban. Lots of coverages. Going to focus on making the quarterback uncomfortable, getting the second and third and long tee off. The problem is they're not as talented as most of the other teams in the league. So they see a slowed-down version, pretty easy to prepare for, and, you know, they're not able to dominate like like a team. He plays it like when he was a part of LSU with Saban. He's done it like Saban does it at Alabama, but he doesn't have that type of team. They did beat Georgia. Mike Bobo's coming in to do the very same thing. Run the football, power, throw play action, run first downhill, take pressure off the quarterback, win with defense. I I don't know that it's going to be good enough. I mean, they've got to run the football better if you're going to do that. And they've not done that. They've not taught that well. And they don't make you overplay for the run with enough in the passing game. You can run that. You can be successful. But you better recruit elite talent all the time. And you better dominate on defense. You better look upper tier on defense. And you got to be able to run the football. And that helps the quarterback out. But I, I do think that there's some talent there. I think there's a couple of guys on defense. I think Fenwick and, and Harris and Lloyd on at the running back position, <clears throat> I think there's some talent at receiver, but they're not a Brian Edwards. Offensive line, they return four stars, but only one, the right tackle. Woodrum returns at the same spot. You know, um, sack numbers are down, but some of that's sch- the scheme that they're facing. Inconsistencies on defense. I don't think they're as well coached as they need to be, and I don't think they're as talented as they need to be. Aaron Sterling and 
Zach Pickens, Jordan Burtz. See what he can contribute as a as a freshman, as I mentioned. Ernest Jones is a big time linebacker. Um, now I will say this: you're lining up corners as a tandem. This will stand out as one of the elites in the country, and certainly as good as any you're going to line up in the SEC. It's a really good tandem. It's a really good tandem. Absolutely good. So you look at it, you're hard to visualize much more than a six-win season, and you wonder what that's going to mean for South Carolina and if it's in Will Muschamp and his staff, and is it going to be enough? We'll check it out. Hey, a reminder again, check out LandryFootball.com for even more detailed film room breakdowns over at LandryFootball.com, roster breakdowns of all the teams and programs, college, NFL, uh, as well as the news and notes in our notebook each and every day. Take advantage of the scouting season offer now. You're going to absolutely love it, and it's going to take you inside the game and see it from a coaching and scouting perspective. It's a little bit different than what you normally see. Um, Again, sign up, Landry Football's conference call to get this podcast, to get the other podcasts that we have. Uh, make sure that you check that out. And please give a call to our great friends at 401k Generation, um, 1-866-998-5879. No obligation, call or text. License in all 50 states. They can make sure that you get on track to meet your financial goals. Again, license in all 50 states. 1-866-998-5879, the number to call. Hey, we appreciate you joining us. Flip on over and listen to the Pro Football Show. Cam Newton going to the Patriots. We'll talk about that. And, uh, certainly we'll be back tomorrow to break down the world of college football right here. Appreciate you. Be safe. Talk to you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.